local, across the city, and South Cambridgeshire. This is Alex Elbrook. Cambridge 105 Radio. Continuing with our series, We Are What We Eat, Dan Grief is back, and today we're going to talk about what some people describe as our chimp brain. Hi, Dan. Hey, Alex. I'm so pleased to be back here. It's been a little while, hasn't it? Yeah, I can't uh, remember the last time we did. I think it was about a month ago. Oh, OK. It must yeah. have been a lot Time happening that month then. Time And autumn yeah. has suddenly come upon us, I feel. <laughs> yeah, it's a lovely time of year, though, isn't it? I yeah. like kind of the snuggling up at home in the evenings, the heating's going on. I think the novelty of this time of year wears off by January, but at the moment, in like October, it's yes. fine. I, I quite like it. What do you mean by our chimp brain? Right. Well, I'm going to talk in particular today about this amazing book by Prof. Steve Peters. It's called The Chimp Paradox. Now, it's a brilliant book. And I came across this probably about a month and a half ago. I bought a copy. I also got an Audible as well. So I find that, I don't know about you, Alex, but sitting down and actually reading a book, especially with like kids and everything else, it's hard to find the time. But I've really been like listening to this on Audible and also reading it here as well. And I just think it explains a lot about how our brain works. So the idea is that uh, Steve Peters gives us is that your brain has a number of different components. One of the main ones, though, is actually called the chimp brain, and we have a human brain. And he describes it in terms of evolution, which is why I was really interested. I suppose it's like the limbic brain would really be the chimp brain. So it's the oldest part of our brain. It's the part that's been there from for millions and millions of years. The mistake I think we make is, is that we think we are completely rational and logical human beings. And there's a lot of us, which, of course, is part of that. However, there's this chimp brain underneath it. And of course, sometimes one is in the driving seat rather than the other, or we're not listening to one part of our brain, we're having a conflict. And actually, he really describes in this book how it is that we can try to, I suppose, learn better how to manage our inner chimp and also how to use it to be sort of stronger and and happier people. Oh, interesting. So yeah, it's that what some might describe as the little person on your shoulder that's saying do either good things or bad things, depending on what mood you're in as well. And yeah, like you say, how rational and logical you might think you're being. Yeah. So the way I describe it is the chimp brain has certain motives. It has certain desires and impulses that it follows. And then quite often your rational brain is then post-analyzing the event and trying to tell you why you thought something. So there's another book I read recently as well called Alchemy by Rory Sutherland. And he describes how most of us think our brains are like the Oval Office, but in actual fact, they're more (laughs) like the press office trying to post-rationalize why we've done something. And so Prof. Steve Peters in his book, Chimp Product, says the chimp brain will do something. Like, for instance, it might um, get really angry and respond in a really you know, violent, aggressive way to something. He describes, like, for instance, road rage. You might be driving to work in the morning. Someone cuts you up. You see red straight away and it affects your whole morning and you're telling everyone about it. You're really angry. And then it's kind of only after a while that you suddenly realize your human brain steps in to say, why did I respond like that? What was going on? What was that feeling all about? Well, they, they were just driving badly. It wasn't a personal thing against me, but your chimp brain has reacted. And so what he says is you can learn certain techniques to try to work with your chimp brain to try and calm it down in those situations or maybe to box it into something. So one of the activities he describes is to write down all your feelings, for instance, and to really work out why you're feeling these things and just put them on paper. And that's a way for your chimp to be able to just offload what it's thinking so that your rational side can come back in and then give you a solution to the problem. Yeah, I think a lot of people don't do the post-rationalisation, which is why people have road rage and why people do end up being very angry people and cross inside. So I think this is a really good thing for all of us for kind of mental health generally anyway. But how does it affect how we eat? 
Well, I think this is a, the, the kind of key thing. So I was going to talk about myself here, but I, I wonder if you can relate to this maybe, Alex, but certainly I'm sure some listeners can. There's the, the one half of me where I have a plan for my health and I think, right, I want to sleep well, I'm going to eat well, I know which food works, what foods work for my body. And we've talked about nutrition many times on the show now, but I know what works for me and my body. It's generally low carb, carnivore generally and green vegetables. So I'm going to eat those foods. I love those foods. I enjoy those foods. It's not hard to eat them. And then there's kind of the, the other half of my life where I think, why do I make these decisions? My rational brain trying to see my chimp side, where my chimp side will want to stay up really late to just do something like check out social media. Or my chimp really gets fun from, yeah, you just have the breaded chicken instead of the normal chicken because it's just more fun to eat, whatever. And there's that kind of battle that's sometimes going to happen within you. But actually, it's deeper than that. It's not just like, you know, you've done something a little bit naughty, like a child or something. It's actually a lot deeper. You think about your evolution because there are certain impulses that we have as human beings, which are very natural. So, you know, the, the desire to get certain foods to eat them, like sugar, is a very natural desire to have because if you're surviving through it in terms of, you know, like out in the plains, or whatever, then actually getting hold of whatever you can eat is actually a really healthy thing. And so, what I think would be really important is to try to manage your chimp in some ways. So I think environment is one of the key things. If I see it, I want to eat it. If I don't see it, it's not part of my daily life, then it's not there anymore. And I think that impulse is then far, far less. And it means my human brain is happier because we're actually staying on track. Well, another good example was, uh, and I've noticed this is a huge one for me, is sleep. So I'm naturally a night person. Maybe tribally back in the day, I would have been somebody who would have been there, you know, guarding the tribe and keeping the fire going, who knows? But I am having to make myself. I said I have, it's not true yet. I'm making myself <laughs> now. I did last night try and it didn't work, but I will tonight. Uh, make myself go to bed at 11 to wake up at seven. And, you know, all things well, my children will sleep as well. Because otherwise I'd easily stay up till two and get up at sort of six or seven every day. And and it's just bad for me. And then it means the next day that my chimp is more irritated. It wants to go for the foods it can get its hands on. And I tend to be more hungry. My hormone levels are all over the place. And I think actually, you know, if I, if I manage myself and treat myself like a parent treats their child, put myself to bed the way I put my kids to bed, that'd be better for my overall health. So I think there's those kind of strategies which really help those impulses be slightly less than they would normally be so that my human can actually achieve what it wants to. And I think the other thing as well, it says a really good thing. It says the chimp is stronger. The chimp reacts a lot more strongly, but also immediately than the rest of your body does. And one of the things it said, if you find it hard to get out of bed in the morning, do a countdown really quickly before your almost chimp brains had a chance to react. So I'm getting up in five, four, three, two, one, and up and out. And your chimp brain hasn't even had a chance to react like what's happened there. And I think you could do something similar with food. If you are in an environment where it doesn't work for you, maybe think, I'm going to put it into this box. I can't see it because it might be somebody you're living with in your house. I'll put it into this box. Can't see it. Put it in the fridge in five, four, three, two, one. It's gone and it's done. And I think it's those kinds of strategies that I'm going to try out because this is quite a new book to me, to be honest. But I really think it's it probably tells us a lot about how we work because we are so unforgiving as a society sometimes. We think, I suppose, lead ourselves to thinking that we're completely rational people. And I think it's right to say we are a lot of the time, but there's key areas that we need help with because it's impulse-based. And so if we try to manage that, not criticize it, and learn from where we've maybe, I don't know, I don't want to say messed up because that's, that's judgmental, where we've chosen something suboptimally for us, maybe we can look at that and think, why did that happen? And what can I do to change the environment to make it not happen next time? And if you did that and you forgave yourself when it did happen, I think you'd do a lot better. 
I completely agree. I think out of sight, out of mind does really work, especially when you are in a kind of good place. What you don't need is then that thing to suddenly be put in front of you. So there's no harm in saying, if it's away from me, or like you say, I'm not in that environment, I'm very happy with what I'm eating and what I'm drinking and what I'm doing. I really like that idea of thinking of it as the chimp brain and just think about it. It needs kind of looking after. It does. Exactly. That's it. I'm trying to treat myself now like I am a parent to my children. I think if I thought that way, then actually I'll probably do a lot better and think, no, it's time for you to go to bed now. And, you know, and I think it's just interesting what you say there about the food you eat. One of the things I've noticed is that I definitely get hungry at different times of day and it's a bit of a rhythm. So today's a good example, actually. Yesterday I had a migraine, so I didn't really want to eat anything in the evening. I just had some bone broth and that was it. And I don't normally eat until like I don't know, two or three o'clock in the afternoon the next day. But I, I felt really hungry this morning. I thought, yeah, I knew I would because I had hardly anything yesterday. So I bought some bone broth with me because I know I'm going to be hungry. And if I am hungry, then I'm more likely, my chimp's going to say, what have we got? Let's go and eat something. So I thought, I'll have some bone broth. That's filled me up really well and I'll eat the normal time. So I try to strategize a little bit to make it easier. Whereas in the past, I've had this idea, well, I'm a rational person. I eat at three every day. That's when I eat. And I don't eat beforehand. It's just willpower to get me through that hunger period. Now, if you're tired or genuinely hungry and your body needs nutrition, then of course it's going to start trying to find it however it can. So managing those things is really important. And probably like the, I think the most reoccurring message I say on these shows, because I think it's true, is just get to know yourself. You know, when you get to learn about how you work, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of getting flashbacks all the time. I said this before, but I think it's so <laughs> true just to get to know how you work and then what your triggers are, what things work well for you, what things don't work so well for you. And then your human brain can try to manage that to make it easier for the chimp so the chimp doesn't have to respond with you know an impulse it can actually instead be much smoother transition through the day yeah that's really true i completely agree with that and i suffer with the old hangry because like you say right i'm not eating till this time and then i'll just do this and this task first then i get more and more hungry and then i get more and more irrational anyone around me knows to keep out of my way which is very silly and all it is is because i'm trying to do something that really my body's telling me that's not a good idea to do that now so very interesting and yeah good to look at different strategies and not to blame rather than just find different ways calling it something different probably helps too doesn't it i think so i think when you look at it in that way you suddenly realize it's not your willpower against your lack of willpower actually it's just the way you have evolved over time and if if you accept your evolution and learn how to work with it then you can be a lot happier and healthier excellent thank you very much for that dan you're welcome as always i'll see you soon yeah take care have a great weekend cambridge 105 radio